Wow, do I have a great, great, great show today because we go all the way to Tanzania. That's right. And we're going to talk about Kilimanjaro. Is it in Kenya or Tanzania? That's what's going to come. Big debate down there, evidently. I didn't know that, but it is in Tanzania. Go look at it on the map. But people think it's in Kenya. But that's side note because we've got a great leader. I'm going to be talking to Irene Kiwae. And so we're going to be talking about empowering women and what's happening in Africa uh, because I think it's real important to see some of the developments that are going on. So before we get to that, I want to be able to talk about some of my great, great sponsors, and that's Elytra Health, because we spend money in so many different ways and invest in so many unimportant things. It's time to invest in our most valuable asset, which is ourself. And I'll be talking about that in the show, about how to empower ourselves. So I really encourage my fellow C-Sweeters to check out the service. It's Elytra Health, E-L-I-T-R-A Health. And you can visit ElytraHealth.com and schedule an appointment today. It's a, it's an all day in-depth look at you and taking care of you. And they put you through a battery of tests in a spa-like atmosphere in downtown New York City. And I'm telling you, I did it. My wife did it. And it's changed my life and, and made me a, a healthier, better me because I'm paying attention to it. So let's get right to the interview. I'm talking with Irene Kiowe, and she's an accomplished business entrepreneur who career spans for a couple of decades in business management, media, public relations, communications, gender, and youth empowerment. She's the founder and CEO of Frontline Management, a management firm with three dynamic divisions. We find out that she's got three sons, a husband as well. So I'll just talk about her family, get that out of the way, because I was uh, stalking her on her Instagram feed. So it's kind of fun to see people's lives, isn't it? By watching and seeing. Anyway, fun. But uh, we have a great conversation, and I just want to welcome her because she's been just been awarded from the Obama Foundation, a, a brand new award. And she's really helping Tanzania Women of Achievement and a platform to empower women and girls through social and economic transformation. So if you could, please welcome Irene. From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up, it's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. So, Irene, my first question for you, could I sit here and I look at your feeds of all your social media and the stuff that's going on? By the way, congratulations on the big award from the Obama Foundation, and I'll get into that in a little bit in just a few minutes. But first of all, you just seem to be doing so many great things. What's the biggest passion that you have right now? Oh, thank you so much, Jeffrey. Well, one of my biggest passion is my work with women and girls, which I started in 2009. And when I looked around in Tanzania, I realized that, you know, a lot of girls live in uh, spaces that they're, they, they're not connected to a lot of things. They don't have access to a lot of resources and opportunities. So I saw the need to create more role models and uh, create mentorship programs so as to empower them. And uh, I started this work in 2009. And fast forward uh, 2018, we now have an exciting learning and mentoring platform for women and girls in Africa that allows girls to connect with mentors in different sectors and different countries. It also has a counseling feature, something that is really, there's a gap of it in, in, in Africa because, you know, we're not, we're not raised to uh, engage with, with counselors and psychologists, and, and we do need it because we go through so much. And it also has a goal-setting feature and, and content that is curated for 21st century African girl and African women. So this is where my passion is, women and girls. 
Well, I think that's a good one without question. Is it the kind of resources, what what are the biggest resources needed for young women? So um, one of the key resources that women need is that coaching and, 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 and support, you know, guidance, because you know, we're growing up at very different times where the battle for our continent now is an economic one. And looking at the African population where it's generally a young, a young continent with an average age of um, 19, so it's very young. And uh, 70% of the continent, you know, people under 25. And, and, you know, so when you look at it, that's, that can be a, a huge resource for the continent. But what they lack, lack is guidance. Uh, people to tell them, you know, this is what to do. And information, because, you know, a lot of women and young people don't have access to, to the right information. And, you know, information is power. Do you, you think those skill sets that they need uh, and the resources are around self-skills or are they around business skills? Which, which ones are... Are most prevalent, you think? It's actually both. So first, the self skills, because you know when you look at how we're educated, you know the the education, the syllabuses that we go through, we don't have a lot of uh, life skills um, programs in our curriculum. So self skills is one, and also uh, entrepreneurship um, empowerment. You know because it's it's the easiest and it's it's the most uh, it's one of those uh, elements that enables anyone to enter into um economic um activities because with the rise of unemployment entrepreneurship is the solution to a lot of um african youth especially women well i got a lot of questions i i I'd be honest with you i did not know that 75% of the continent was under the age of 25 and we look at north america and it's quite the opposite of that for lots of different reasons, socioeconomic being a primary one of those, I think uh, the biggest piece of that. So where, look, I, I, you know, I watched, I looked at your, your, um, your Instagram feed quite, quite a lot. So I was kind of stalking you a little bit, you know, but do it. That's, that's called research. That's just not being creepy. That's just doing good research, right? Completely get it. By the way, who, I have to ask you, who is Ethan? Ethan. Oh, Ethan is my seven year old son, my second son. And uh-huh. he's a real-life superhero. So last year, he launched his superhero, real-life superhero character named after himself called Ethan Man. He grew up starting to play um, action figures, and he was obsessed with, you know, Superman and, and Iron Man and all those superheroes. And then one day, he came to me and said, Mom, I can't fly like Superman. I can't climb walls, and I don't have the strength that Hulk has. So what good are all these superheroes if I cannot emulate them? And I said, what are you going to do about it? And I said, well, I'm going to create my own superhero character with real life superpowers that children can really do. And, you know, after he's such a nugger. So after one month of every day asking you, mom, can I create my own superhero character? I decided my, his father and I decided to support him. And uh, here we are. So Ethan Man is available as an Android app now. And we are, you know, supporting him to build a whole make an, uh, make merchandise and, and cartoons and, you know, the whole shebang. Pretty much. Oh wow! That's a. I, I have a friend of mine who who has a witch, a green witch. She's from England, and she has this green witch that, that actually William and Harry grew up on uh, on the stories from the UK. And what? I am now a character in that app. Oh, it's called so nice. Cowboy Jeff, and I just got word from my team that I'm I'm big in China, which is really kind of I'm big anyway, but I'm I'm very big in China. 
yeah, you're big in China. Oh, that's really nice. So, yeah. so that is the kind of thing that Ethan Man wants to be. I mean, his vision is to really be um, among the Avengers. You know, Ethan Man in the Avengers team. So let's see. <laughs> you, you know, it's interesting to look at you, you look at the photographs, and I looked at the pictures of him because. He's got his eyes are just uh, alive, you know, and yeah. you could see him like scheming and 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 ready to pounce on you. It's the, the, that kind of look all the time. Is he is he like that in real life? Yes, he is. He's very very sharp, and he is so present. Like he is yeah. so aware and conscious. He he's incredible, really. Well, you can see that come through in it, and his, and his, and just his eyes and his, his, his facial expressions. It's kind of fun to watch that come alive in the pictures. So, when I when I listen to you, and and not having met you in person, I can I can sense a real confidence in you, which is just phenomenal. And where do you get that sense of confidence? Well, I first of all, I have lived many years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, it's first of all the kind of confidence that you get as you grow older and also you know I have been in my career for over 15 years and you know, I started my first job when I was 18 I graduated from high school and I wanted to be a TV presenter and I ended up uh, working for a leading TV station across East Africa and you know I've been in um, I've participated in beauty pageants I was a finalist in Miss Tanzania and I've run my own PR agency that is partners with a global PR agency originally the United States. So, well, you, I mean, I've got to have confidence or else. <laughs> what good am I? Yeah. Well, it, but, that, but, it, but it comes through in, in, a, in, a, in a great way, which is really kind of nice and to be able to lead your business. What do you like about leading your own business? Well, it's actually very exciting. So, because you know, first of all, when you lead your own business, you're you're in you're like just living through life. You don't feel I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I am just navigating and living my life, and work just happens. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the forms of 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 being in charge of my own lifestyle, but also the hassles that come with it. Because you know, you have to do more, give more, work work harder, work smarter. And, you know, the freedom to create and navigate in a way, in any way that I see fit. You know what I mean? So I'm not limited to what I can do. And that is what I love about doing my own work. Well, speaking, you're talking about doing your own, being your own boss. Let me take a quick break because I want to talk about becoming your own boss and owning an, your own franchise, maybe, for a lot of folks that listen in. I want you to give the folks at Liberty Tax Service a call with more than 20 years of business in the business of taxes and franchising. Liberty Tax can help give you the flexibility you need to put you on the road to owning your own business. I know a lot of the franchises, they have over 4,000 here in North America alone, and they've got some other franchises that branching off to and they've got a great history and in fact i did a tv show on them and we talked about happy franchises make great business people and they're they're certainly happy every every year i've gone to their convention the last couple of years and i just see a lot of great people and they're good dancers too i gotta tell you that because uh, they have a quite the party so for more information visit libertytaxfranchise.com or give me a call and i'll put you directly in touch with the ceo she's from my home state so i i nicole and she's awesome and so i'll be more than happy to do that it'd be great so, you know, Irene, when I when we think of Africa from here in the States, you know, we always think of it in, in turmoil, there's issues, there's problems. 
is it, and, and I would think it's got to be a lot tougher for women to do the things that they want to do in anything they want to do in Africa. Is that, would, is that, a, is that a correct assumption or am I just being too generalized? So first of all, let me say that Africa is a beautiful continent and it has so much to give. And what you see about the turmoil, yes, it does exist, but there's also the other side to it, the bigger side to it. And I think this is the time when we need to change the African narrative. I mean, we have so many resources, we have great people, we have a, a lot of value that we can add to the global economy, etc. So, you know, what I want to say, and thank you for giving me this opportunity, is to tell the world that, you know, the youth and the people of Africa are passionate about the continent. We have the resources, the capacity and the capabilities to partner and change how, um, you know, how the world inter relates to, to the continent. Is it more difficult, though, because of that? Not really. I mean, so the difficulty comes from, first of all, the mindset. You know, we are used to uh, importing and using things that are not made in Africa. So for uh, entrepreneurs who are introducing new products, you know, they have to overcome that. And uh, also we have challenges in, in, in infrastructure because we are not it's very industrialized, you know. So for people who are working towards manufacturing and producing, you know, the infrastructure problem is still an issue. But, you know, governments are doing so much. In Tanzania, our government is improving um, the infrastructure Structure in a very big way and we are pushing the government and people are pushing the industrialization agenda so it's only a matter of time before you know uh, everything uh, comes to to, to play mm -hmm. what are the big businesses now that you would be that most entrepreneurs are most confident about right now what's hot so, so first of all, it's agriculture. You know, mm -hmm. that we have lots and lots of land, and and are not just land, but arable land. So, and, and agriculture has been and continues to be the backbone of um, our economies. So, agriculture is big and growing. So, um, introducing innovation in agriculture is is a big thing right now, and we're seeing a lot of that happening. Uh, technology is coming up and picking up at a very fast pace. Remember, you know, because because we, you know, it's almost like we, we, we fast forward it. When you, um, you've heard about the um, money transfer technology that is so popular and big in Africa. We transfer money from uh, one mobile network to another or via mobile networks. So that also allows for us to create uh, technology products, you know, um, that are supported by that. So technology is big. I've mentioned agriculture. And uh, what else? Production, you know, like 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 processing, you know, mm -hmm. agriculture comes processing. So processing in in food, in in textile, fashion uh, is also becoming very big. We're seeing the world also uh, supporting and 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 more international celebrities um, wearing um, African accessories and African clothes. So yes, where 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 do you find your inspiration? Well, I find my inspiration really from my continent and, and what it could be. When I imagine what Africa can do, I get so inspired, I can hardly sleep. And a few years ago, I, I changed, I, I had a shift from uh, being Tanzanian-driven to being African-driven. I am a Pan-Africanist, and I, I believe that is where our strength is as a continent. We need, you know, we need to start 
talking and trading and, and partnering with each other because you know our strength is is in, in, in our numbers and our resources as a continent. So that is where I get my inspiration from. Yeah, so more of an Africa first side of it. Absolutely. Do you, you ever see yourself running for office? Well, <laughs> wow. In which countries will this be heard? <laughs> <laughs> All over the world. We're worldwide, but mostly the U.S., yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so I am passionate. Like I said, I'm passionate about my continent and my country. And I, I will do whatever that is needed of me to, um, to do the right thing and to drive, you know, the development agenda. I am not currently interested in politics from that uh, perspective. But if the time comes and I feel that that is what I would need to do, then that is what I would do. So I'm not saying no to it. And I actually studied politics, Jeffrey. So my first degree ah. is in political science, yes. I majored in international relations and public administration, so I am a politician at heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's what I—that was my area of study many, many years ago. Probably, I think before you were born. Possibly, I don't know. But um, yeah. yeah, I studied uh, government, international affairs. Yeah. My area of study back then was the what was then now called well the Arab Gulf region, but Persian Gulf region. Okay. Mo- most of the oil countries. That was that was a big for me growing up and. Yeah. Big area. So, by the way, congratulations on the Obama Award, uh, the Obama Foundation Award. Tell me about that. How did you get that? Were you surprised by it? What's it like? I assume you're going to get to meet. I saw the president actually tweeted about it the other day. Yeah. So, and I say the president, I still consider, wait, you know, once you're president of the United States, you're always a president. So we always call them presidents. Yes. So, no, no, I am actually, I'm, I'm very excited and thrilled to be a part of this. You know, um, of course, um, the Obamas left a huge mark, not just in America, but, you know, in Africa and across the world. So very exciting. So what it is, is uh, 200 um, young African leaders will uh, have joined um, the Obama Foundation program called African Leaders. And uh, for one year, we'll be mentored and coached. And, and, you know, there's different things happening, but the aim is, you know, to to mentor and, and, and support us so that we can do better for our communities. So um, we're launching, the, we're convening in Johannesburg next month on the 14th. And uh, from there, there will be one year of uh, great things happening. So it's very exciting. How much time will that take? Uh, at this point, I can't really say. But yes, obviously, to be a part of it, you have to commit you know, um, to, to to engage and, and, and uh, do whatever that is needed. But, you know, with technology, most of it, I'm sure, will be online. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but, but it's something that I'm passionate about and I'm ready to be a part of. So, yes, I will give it the time that it needs. You know, we, we were talking politics and, of course, we mentioned Obama. And, you know, of course, now in the States we have Trump. But I don't think, you know, having traveled globally for so long and know so many people from around the world, and I consider myself uh, fairly well-read, well-studied, and and understanding various cultures. You know, like right when we got on the phone, you asked me if I'd been to Africa. Of course, yeah. I've been there n- numerous times, not to every single country there, but numerous countries. And I, so I get a sense of it, but I don't, I think people underestimate outside the U.S. how big of an impact Obama had to other people as an inspiration. I think as an inspiration and as a I, I, may I say it, a shining light for a lot of people. Um, he is. He is such a, he has had a huge impact. 
and uh, he continues to do that. So, yeah. yeah. What is it? What is it that drive that, that you think that that's big? That that's you know. Let's look at it from a leader leadership perspective. Because in, in some parts of the in the United States, I mean, he was not well liked. There was a lot of Republicans. He could say you know one word, they would think the opposite. They just didn't think he was very good. I actually thought he was a really good president. And I really liked him a lot. And you know, and I find good things in Trump too. So let's don't you know don't don't know. You can send me the letters, folks. You can send me the emails. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I support whoever's in the office at the time because that's who our president is, and that's what we did. We elected them, but. But with Obama, why do you, you know, why do you think he is such an inspiration? Uh, first of all, when you look at his story, I mean, where where he came from, all mm-hmm. to the to the um, White House, that in itself is is extremely inspiring. But also his character, his integrity, and it comes out so strongly. And uh, you know, his leadership style. Yes. Uh, I can only speak from from where you know uh, where I'm seated, and uh, when when we look at what he's achieved and what he's accomplished and what he continues to do, you know, uh, you can see that he's he is bigger than himself, and you know, his legacy will uh, live forever. Well, I think you're exactly right. I think it is kind of interesting. I think about that story. It's kind of like the American dream. That's what we call it. Yeah. That's that's the way we refer to it. So now maybe it's more of a global dream. There you go. We'll, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. What, what, um, where where else do you find inspiration? I mean, are there do you, from from Africa from there in Tanzania? Do you find more inspiration from African leaders and Tanzanian leaders, or do you find more of them from around the world? And and might I say even the United States. Of course, I mean, inspiration comes from all um, types of places. I remember when I was growing up, I was so inspired, and I still am, by Oprah Winfrey. I mean, (laughs) watching Oprah, you know, changing the world one program at a time continues to baffle me, you know. And then I have, uh, I'm inspired by African business leaders, Government, like one of the people who really inspires me is my uh, former president, the father of our nation, Julius Kambarage Nyerere. And uh, every time I read and 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 and, and look at uh, at the content, uh, his content, and, and look at what he's managed to accomplish, you know, it pushes and inspires me so much. So we have a lot of uh, great leaders in business, in uh, civil society, in government. And, you know, you, you see how passionate they are about pushing the um, development agenda of their countries and the continent. And, you know, it gives us hope. It gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, yes. So what is it that you don't like? Uh, what I don't like is uh, continuously hearing and listening to people talk about challenges. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> we all know what the issues are. We all know what our challenges are. Can we talk about solutions? So I'm a very solution-driven person, and I can't stand, you know, people complaining without, you know, I mean, complain and then say, you know, I have come up with this to counter that. You know, so I hate people who just, um, you know, um, dive into challenges and problems without coming up with solutions. Yeah, isn't it frustrating when people say, well, we can't do that? And And I always just say, why? And then they give you some story and it's always a story. Yes. Or, or people who constantly 
uh, bring down other people while they're not doing anything. You know what I mean? Uh, like constantly yeah. looking for the negatives on others, but yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Amen, sister. You couldn't uh, you couldn't be more right than that. And I agree with you. That, that's one of the big lessons today. So thank you so much for joining me right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. Hey, that was a great show. And of course, yeah, we, we settled the controversy right there. So we're going to see more. And it's good to get just to know people from other countries, isn't it? And get to know that they're the same as, as any of us. And people are people. And that's what I've always found. And the more that we break down these barriers of countries and these barriers of culture, barriers of sex, barriers of, oh, I don't know, all kinds of things, um, we find out that we're more like each other than we ever thought, which is awesome, 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 awesome. So, and speaking about breaking down, before I get to the things that I learned from the interview, I want to talk a moment about Institute because I'm looking great and I owe it to all the folks at Institute. That's I N S T I T. C-H-U. I always say the T in there because sometimes I, I'm a little dyslexic and I, I leave words out or letters out. Not cool. But they, 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 they specialize in the custom tailored menswear for the modern gentleman. Perfect fit guarantee. You can get suits starting at $4.99, shirts at $89. And if you use the code C-Suite New York, all one word, S-R-C-S-U-I-T-E-N-Y, you'll receive two free shirts when you spend $499. You know, I go in there every quarter and I get a whole bunch of new shirts and uh, about three or four new jackets every quarter. It's so inexpensive and it just makes me look good. And I like looking good. So, hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about uh, what did I learn? And I like this one. Change the narrative. You know, change the narrative. If you don't like where it's going, Change the freaking narrative. And that's what I really like. And you, so put a stake in the ground, decide what you want to be, what you want to do, how you want to do it, what, you know, whatever your hopes, dreams, and aspirations are, whatever you want to be physically, mentally, uh, married, not married, uh, you know, uh, successful, not successful, fat, skinny, it don't make a difference. Change the freaking narrative. I love that. That's what I learned today. And um, that's a great way to be able to do it. So put a stake in the ground and change the narrative. All right. Well, no matter what it is, change the narrative. That's it. Think big, act bigger, as I'd like to say. So that's what I learned today. And so, Irene, thanks for joining with us and being a part of that. And don't forget, hey, friends, that's how I want to change the narrative. I want more of you, more, more of you listening. The best way to get more of you listening is to invite a friend. So do me a favor. Send a note to a friend. Say, hey, I just heard a great interview on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.